Hi, this is Rosanna and welcome to Clear Path Podcast. It's a brand new podcast that is meant to bring clarity into your life. So with the world the way it is right now, if you feel confused about who you are, who is God, how do I connect with him, how do I connect with my true self, my deeper self as I was created, this is a place for you to discover who you are and just how much you are loved. So I want to welcome you to the journey and welcome you to the clear path. Hi, Rosanna here, and I want to welcome you to today's episode, The Devil Made Me Do It. So today it's just delicious outside. Right before hopping on here, I drove past our local farmer's market And I always enjoy watching our neighborhood adults and kids milling from pop-up tent to pop-up tent in search of a great find of fresh local produce, uniquely potted succulents, freshly picked flowers, or some unique handmade baked good like my favorite zucchini bread. I rarely pass that one up. I mean, seriously, if you had your choice of buying a locally grown zucchini or grabbing a homemade freshly made loaf of zucchini bread, what would you truly choose? So what is it that compels us to venture out into the local farmer's market? For me, it's, yeah, zucchini bread. But for you, maybe it's your interest in healthy, locally uh, grown produce, grass-fed meats, or just have something fun to do on a balmy summer's evening. But what compels our darker pursuits, not the farmer's market, not the zucchini bread, what dark compulsions lie beneath the surface of our beings? Compulsions like lying, gambling, stealing, gossiping, getting angry, viewing or listening to content that objectifies others. See, living down at the subconscious level, there are compulsions that seem to rear their ugly little heads when we are least suspecting it. And then wham, we're doing something that we in our conscious mind morally and ethically oppose. So what happened? Have you ever felt out of control verbally, emotionally, or physically? Like like you have to give in to temptation. You feel overpowered and weak. Have you ever freaked out on somebody, cussed them a blue streak, or punched a hole in the wall, or felt like you were taken over by an evil spirit? And, you know, on the topic of temptation, do you even think demons and the devil are real? And if so, are they contributing to your feelings of powerlessness? If they are seeming to control you, how can you stop them and get the upper hand? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Is this statement true or not? The devil made me do it. Some people have the Adam complex, meaning like Adam in the Bible, when they're caught doing something wrong, they blame somebody else. Adam in the story of creation blamed Eve for for him eating the fruit. However, in all fairness, some people have the Eve complex, meaning like Eve in the Bible, when they're caught doing something wrong, they also blame someone else. Yeah, Eve did that too. Adam blamed Eve and Eve blamed Satan, who was in the form of a serpent. So they both blamed another person for their wrongdoings. No one can make anyone eat anything. I mean, unless you're my Italian grandma, she could make me eat just about anything. But no one held a gun. I mean, they didn't have guns then, but metaphorically, no one held a gun to Adam's head to make him eat. No one held, let's say, a club to Eve's head and made her eat. She chose to eat. Being deceived or being pressured is different than being forced. And I'm going to wager today that everything you and I have ever done wrong was because we chose it. No one made us 
do anything. I remember when my girls were still in diapers and they shared an upstairs uh, bedroom and I loved hearing them laugh from the lower floor. I heard them laughing extra hard one day and I wanted to see what was so hilarious. So I went upstairs and opened the door to their bedroom and I literally couldn't see them. There was a cloud of something completely blocking them from my vision. At first I panicked thinking it must be smoke, maybe there's a fire, so my whole body went into high alert as I moved really slowly and carefully towards their voices. Then in just a second I realized this could not be smoke, it was actually a cloud of baby powder. They had each grabbed one of the bottles of baby powder from the changing table and they were shaking them and having the time of their lives. So what started with my astonishment ended up with us all laughing and me doing a lot of cleaning. But I didn't get mad and I didn't lose control. However, another time I heard that same over-the-top giggling. I went into their room and they had found two permanent uh, markers that were blue that someone had given them that was part of a toy top, like a spinning top. So who puts a permanent marker in a children's toy? Anyway, I wanna find those people. Anyway, I opened the door and I did lose it that day. They had completely covered each other all over their bodies, every wall and every piece of furniture with permanent blue marker. I screamed, what have you done, etc., etc. I completely lost it, and I regret that to this day. Now, here's the thing. I don't remember choosing to lose it. I never thought, now I'm going to raise my voice and freak out. But my 80% driver, the subconscious mind, believed that it was okay to do just that. My 20% lost to my 80%. My 20% said, never yell at your kids no matter what. That's what I believed in my conscious mind. I never wanted to yell at my kids. But my 80% said, it's fine to do that. Note, the devil was not involved at all. This was not a spiritual attack. This was not me. This was me just not exercising my autonomy. I was not exercising my self-control. So in that moment, I think I blamed my children for my freak out. I blamed their actions for my elevated voice, but neither they nor their actions were to blame. There was no devil, no demon, no one to blame, just me. So, but we as humans, we've been doing the same thing. This blame game has been going on since, well, Adam and Eve, however long ago that was. So we tend to blame others for our wrongdoing. We blame the circumstances, we blame our tiredness, we blame our sickness, we blame, we blame. But I have great news for you today, and I would say this to Eve if I had a time machine, the devil didn't make you do it. You chose to disobey God. So I would say to Adam, no pressure from your wife made you do it. You chose to do it. You chose to disobey God. The devil may have the original idea, but you, my fine sir, had the final say. Or to you who are listening right now, the seducer on the screen didn't make you watch porn. Only the viewer can choose to watch it. The angry parent screaming at their child was not forced to do so by their child's behavior. The parent chose to lose it. The funny thing is, we don't remember choosing. It all happens so fast, we don't remember consciously making the choice. It feels like we were completely out of control, but that's our subconscious. And God today is calling us to make better decisions, better choices, and to actualize our power of self-control. 
here's how it works. Every day that I do not work out, I lose some muscle. Every day that I do work out, I gain some muscle, physically speaking. Self-control or autonomy is similar. It's a gift from God. We are not robots. We're not the slaves of destiny. Uh, we have complete free will. So think about the kind of person you want to be and then start working that muscle. Treat each temptation like you're going into a boxing ring. Interestingly, the opponent facing you in the opposite corner is you. Well, actually, it's your subconscious mind. And if you win a round by staying present and being mindful of what you're doing, keeping your moral compass in front of your view, you can and will beat the inferior you that is completely reactive. Our subconscious mind is not bad, but it is the sum total of all our experiences, nature, and nurture that we have received, whether for bad or for good. So flex. If you lose a round, shake it off, talk to Coach Jesus, get back in the ring, and amp up your game. The longer something negative has been a part of your subconscious, the harder it can be to eradicate it. It's like rewriting program, uh, programming on a computer. There's lots of work involved there. But it's so worth it. I've worked with addicts and all sorts of people, and I've seen major transformations in individuals just like you and me, learning to be mindful not only of what they're doing, but of what they're thinking. If what they're thinking is negative, intentionally replacing that negative thought with a positive thought that's in alignment with your ethics and moral compass makes all the difference. So as a Christian, the Holy Scriptures provide my moral compass, and anytime my behavior is not lining up with what I believe, I get the wonderful opportunity of having a workout. Yay! I get to get in the ring with myself again. I get to train myself to be consistent, unified, and whole, a fully integrated human being. I get to rewrite the programming of my subconscious mind by being hyper-conscious. Only what is above the surface can reprogram what's beneath the surface. Imagine your conscious mind as the pen and your subconscious mind as the paper. The only problem is, is that the paper has already been completely covered with writing. All the upbringing, the morality you learned from others, the cultural and societal norms, everything is already written. So to write with the pen of the conscious mind, you first have to erase an old line to add a new, better line of prose that will actually make up the fiber of the new you. So we are always remaking ourselves every day. We are always either running on our old inferior programming or we are finding ways to improve our programming and intentionally rewriting it through conscious exercises. For example, I had a client who had a really bad habit that he wanted to kick. I'm not going to name it, so that way you can insert your own bad habit. But no matter how much he tried and prayed and even begged God to help him, he could not get over it. Finally, after praying one day, he um, told me in our session that he felt that the Lord gave him an idea of how to stop his bad habit. Every time he thought of his habit, he thought of barf, yeah, puke. I know it's gross, sorry, but he did this for several days. And then this habit that he had not been able to drop for decades was gone in less than a week and he has not gone back to his habit for years. 
So that's so exciting. So what I want to lay out here is a schema, a schema, a mental concept of how we can flex, build our autonomy muscle, resist temptation, and conquer all our bad habits so we can become the best version of ourselves. And since today's episode is called The Devil Made Me Do It, let's just throw the devil in there, either as a metaphor or, you know, in some cases, in fact. So let's say this. Here's A. A is the devil throws an idea your way. Or if it's not the devil, someone in your life who tends to influence you negatively. So that's A, is the idea, okay? B is are you going to agree? And then C is you win or lose based on B. It's really that simple. If you refuse to agree with the idea presented, you will be in the clear. However, if you agree with the devil, you will lose. Eve agreed with the devil. The second she thought that what he was saying was a good idea, she lost. Adam agreed with his wife, who stands for the person who's a bad influence in your life. The second he agreed or thought what she said was a good idea, he completely lost that round. In neither case did the devil actually make anyone do anything. He just floated the idea. He did not make Adam and Eve sin, but he did trick them into making choices that got them both banished from the garden. And he's still doing that today. He is floating ideas 24-7 to see who he can get to agree with him, that his ideas are both reasonable and good. And the second we agree with anything evil or that anything evil will benefit us, we lose the round by choosing to give up our autonomy and be what the Bible calls a slave to sin. Imagine somebody who's free offering their hands to be cuffed and willingly be led off as a slave to another, all on the grounds of being promised something that would supposedly benefit them in some way. We've all heard the story of the Pied Piper, but we as humans live as though it's fable. It's not fable, it's reality. Satan is playing the flute, and those who hear his song and think it's sweet follow it to their own destruction, sacrificing their autonomy, usually in the pursuit of pleasure. But no one follows the Pied Piper except by their choice. You know, just as in another story, as Odysseus tied himself to the mast, of the ship so he wouldn't steer himself off course due to the siren song. We want to harness the power of our conscious mind to make us get our whole self, including the subconscious mind, to the destination that we want to go, where we want to arrive. So are there cases when somebody by, let's call it conscious muscular atrophy, gets completely taken over by demons? Absolutely. In fact, the more someone stops making good, conscious, moral decisions, the more they start being ruled by their lower appetites and open the door to demons and the devil. So the more self-indulgent a person becomes, the harder it is for that same person to be disciplined. There are people who have lost complete control of themselves, but that's more rare. In those cases, exorcism is, is what is called for, but that's not today's topic, maybe some other time. But today's topic is for most people. Most people have some level of mastery over themselves. They know that the devil did not make them do anything. He may have suggested an idea, 
but he did not make you or I do anything. So I just want to encourage you today to take back control. Get in a ring with yourself, flex your muscle, discipline your mind to not agree with anything that goes against your moral compass. Each day you do this, you're going to feel stronger, more peaceful, more unified. A man or woman cannot be going in two directions at the same time. We were meant to be unified creatures within ourselves. So wherever you have a battle raging within you or find yourself doing things you don't want to do, ask the Lord to help you. But then get in the ring, put on your gloves, and have a smackdown with your subconscious until it bends to you, the you that you want to make. See, your creator has given you creative power and you can choose the version of yourself you want to be. Exercising your autonomy and mastering yourself are rules for life on the clear path. You can do this. You don't have to let yesterday's failures define you. You can be a better mom, a better dad, teen, young adult, kid, spouse, or friend. You, my friend, were created to win. The devil cannot make you do anything. Agree with God. Agree with the Holy Scriptures. Agree with the voice of the one who loves you and created you to triumph. Those who are on the clear path are those that triumph. It's a triumphant team, a winning team, and I'm so glad you're here.